Requiem for a Sucker. The reason a sucker is a sucker is because he doesn't think he's a sucker. He may think just the opposite. The sucker has a need for something, something he desires at an intense level. There's one born every minute, according to showman P.T. Barnum, believing what you want to believe. Gordon Butts thinks he's cool. Gordon Butts thinks he's bright. Gordon Butts thinks he's the best salesman ever and the world's most dynamic lover. Does the word mediocre sound familiar? If Gordon Butts is none of the above, he can more than likely be maneuvered if he meets the right or wrong person. And there must be something in it for the manipulator, and in the end, the sucker is just a sucker. In Maureen Garrity's mind, Gordon Butts, who has beat the rap on two murders, should not be sending a video file to her office as the investigator on Butts' first homicide and someone following the details of Butts' second homicide, Garrity is stunned that Butts has surfaced. Where did it all begin, Gordon Butts? More than likely when you entered Walter Thornton's office. Your friend Tom Cowles heard about the Thornton job. Thornton owned a plumbing supply company and you were ready for a change. You wanted to make more money. You crafted your story for Walter Thornton, and I quote, You don't get sent to jail for lying on a job interview. You said you took Walter Thornton all the way in just a half an hour. Here's the deal. Guys like Butts miss the important components of the con because, one, Butts is full of himself and his abilities. Two, Butts thinks he's smarter and craftier than anyone else. Three, Butts is needy in the sense that he needs money and recognition. Four, his ego demands pampering. Believing what you want to believe. Says Walter Thornton, I want you to work for me. You're the type of man I can use in my organization. Butts doesn't question why he got the job so quickly. Rather, he pats himself on the back as he plays hard to get and dreams of living at Tanglewood. Where Walter Thornton lives, Butts has already checked out Tanglewood. I wanted to break out of that dump where I've been living. Butts has also checked out Walter Thornton's young wife when he was at Tanglewood, as she lingered by the pool without her top. Add lust to Butts' vulnerabilities. Butts knows what to say and when to say it with a straight face. He senses other people's weaknesses. He's a bully, a liar, and a bullshitter. And Gordon Butts runs a mini-con on Walter Thornton, putting himself on a pedestal. He could convince everyone he knew everything about anything, believing what you want to believe. Will you walk into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. Tis the prettiest little parlor that you ever may spy. The way into my parlor is up the winding stair, and I have many curious things to show you when you're there. Oh no, oh no, said the little fly, to ask me is in vain, for who goes up your winding stair can ne'er come down again. From the Spider and the Fly by Mary Howlett.
By the time Butts leaves a dingy bar in southern New Jersey, he has become the victim in an elaborate plot. Three people by this time, and a fourth by accident, are already a part of that plot. And he's added another vulnerability that he may have had all along. Gordon Butts loves power, wielding it and abusing it, believing what you want to believe. A long time after I wrote Framed, I posited the question that bothered me. Didn't Butts just once sense that there was more going on than just the billboard displaying his massive ego? It could be argued that he had band-aids pulled over any doubts, or maybe he was just plain stupid. RPF.